I've been going through scripture that's all been based around prayer. You know, we started out with uh, in Mark. Remember how the, the the disciples were trying to drive out the demons and they couldn't do it, you know? So it's like, you know, they were asking, well, how come we can't do this, you know? So it was a lot of prayer there. And Jesus told them, he said, this takes prayer, fasting, supplication. You got to spend time with me, you know? And then we went into Daniel. And what did he do? He was, he was praying, you know, for the people, you know, the 70 years. And he's watching everything going on. So there's more prayer and then last week and i probably some of you thinking you know what's this got to well, what do we have to do with this samson dude you know like are we really that corrupt no it's the prayer that last prayer you know that last little ditch effort that he made there you know he went on a crazy rip through his life all these wild women that he went after the wrong the wrong taste of everything that he was going after his parents are like can't you do another better pick than this you know but he did god gives us our free will he kept rolling. They caught on to him. They found out a secret, gouged out his eyes, and he's weak. And then he did that last little ditch effort of prayer with God. Say, could you give me one more crack at this, God, please? Because he knew he had that heart. He's like, I've really blown it, but I really want to make this right with God. So the prayer, the prayer, and the prayer. And you know, these. This prayer of, you know, uh, I want another chance. And the disciples are like, how do we do this? You know, and, 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 um, and then Daniel had this grocery list of prayer of all these things he was praying for. It's kind of like us. Same way. I do that. You ever do a grocery list of prayer? You ever do that? You go out front early in the morning and you just like, just limb out there. There's like a hundred different options. You know what I mean? You know, you walk away and you're like, am I praying right? You know, and uh, and it's like, you know, and, and 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 just like, you know, how come I can't do this with the disciples? I do that. How come this isn't like going the way that I want this thing to go? You know, and um, and of course the Samson prayer, another crack at this one. I do that one all the time. I'm like, you know, when you see these things, God is a loving and understanding. And a patient God, and I'm so thankful for. He keeps giving Jim chances, you know. And it's like he sets these things up, and um, you know. And I was looking at some of these prayers. I was writing down some of these things: health, money, family, jobs. It's funny too because I'm pets. Pray for your pets. You're like Lord, please. You know, I don't. You know, your car, marriages, your house. And then right about this, I put this slash here, and right when I'm writing this down, my backyard hose starts squirting, not out of the faucet, but I, I had a hole in the hose, so I wrote that down. I'm like, I'm going to pray for my backyard hose too, you know. <laughs> Wisdom, patience. I'm going to pray for an understanding and soft heart to have compassion. Pray for the weather, hurting times, joyful times. And the list goes on and on and on. So, when you're praying, you might, you know what, does this one count? Yep, it does. Because he just wants that heart full, these things to get filtered through here. And God understands, he knows. And yes, he'll bring me a new hose too. You know what I mean? I'm going to go to uh, Ace and I've got one of those, um, you know, we get those Ace uh, coupons, 10 bucks off. It's going to get used today. But he says, you know what, when you do pray, don't be like the Pharisees. Remember? 
You know, they had the tax collector and one guy, the Pharisees, they're out there, it's a big show, and everything they did was a show. A lot of music, they give, and then they look over and said, you know what, at least I'm not like this guy over here. You know what I mean? But this guy, well, this guy over here is like, you know, beating his chest, like, I'm not even worthy. I've blown it so many times. And I just, but Lord, please have mercy on me, you know? You want to be like that dude. The guy that that is really, we struggle and we go through these things. And this is why I just really wanted to hit with the, um, you know, with the, I need to be in prayer with the right heart. That's me. I'm telling you this from Jim, because my title is Jim <laughs> with the hurting heart and the confused heart many times. And we just do as we can with the word, you know, with Christ. But once again, thankful. Did we have that little picture of the uh, welcome back? That that that's the picture, Ryland. Yeah. But you yanked the other one. See, this is. I told you this is a whole setup here. You know what I mean? Yeah. While they were gone, they removed all the movable parts where I couldn't put the cool stuff up there. But uh, yeah, and it's still continuing. I can see. Yeah, it's like this this mafia thing going on here. Yeah, with the family. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay. Uh, this morning, I wanted to talk about two more dudes about prayer. Okay? Um, and, of course, the prayer is like, keep them coming. The guys, like, keep them coming. You know, I think that's where the joy comes in of the Lord is when we know we're walking, running, crawling, jumping, whatever, through these storms. And God's like, keep them coming. Just keep them coming. You know what I mean? It's like... And we're going to read too. It's like, remember, Judas is like, he had the light. It's like he's running like out of the tunnel. And this guy that we're going to be reading about, the jailer, when uh, Paul is in prison, he's going into the tunnel with the light. And he's got the right heart. The wrong heart's running out of the tunnel with the light. And the right heart, the jailer, is running in. So it's like you see these crazy moments in life, and it's like sometimes we scratch our heads and we just can't figure out who's who or what's going on. But through these prayerful moments, God really starts disclosing and showing these things. So this morning, I've got two pieces of scripture. I'm going to rip through them here. I have to because I only have 10 minutes. So it's not my fault. Dane came up twice. Okay, so, you know. So the first one is going to be in Jonah, and um, okay, which I use my, see I use for my Bible markers, my paint strips that I use from, uh, from Lowe's. It's legit. I go in, I'm looking, I did buy paint, but I grabbed a bunch, and I'm like, these work perfect. So Jonah, so then the Lord Well, here I'm going to read off this. Then the Lord prayed to, um, the, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the, the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. So he's praying. Now, I've never prayed from the middle of a fish. And I don't think you have either. Hey, got scooped up inside of whatever it was, big tuna, whale, I don't know. 
And he answered. So he, he cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. <laughs> His presence, even in this stinky, dirty, crazy, lonely, dark situation. It's probably humid down there too, like Houston. For you cast me into the deep and into the heart of the seas, and the floods surround me, and your billows and your waves passed over me. And then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. So he's keeping his eyes fixed on Jesus, even in a really tough situation. The waters surround me, even to my soul. The deep is closed around me, and the weeds were wrapped around my head. Remember, it talks about, in Hebrews 12, this sin that so easily entangles us. I've got that one highlighted, marked, <laughs> underlined. You do that in your Bible, too? Yeah. You know, where you get, you know, you flip it open, you're like, woo, something's good here. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like how everybody's Bible's marked different, you know? And look at all the marks you're thinking this guy's got some problems you know because he's always hitting these really crazy spots you know what i mean but we all have our own different crazy spots but the sin that so easily entangles us and we got to be very careful because remember jonah remember god says i want you to go to nineveh and i want you to minister to them and i want you to tell them to turn their hearts and you know what jonah's response was he's like oh, i ain't doing that can't stand these people can't stand them. You ever get around someone you can't stand? Yeah, you're thinking, Lord, this is wrong. You know, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, it's just driving me crazy. You know, and it's like, but God, and so, you know, so I want you to go this way. Jonah's like, yeah, I'm going the other way. You know what I mean? So that's what happened. So he got, that's why he got scooped up. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth was at its bars behind me forever yet you have brought up my life from the pit O lord my god so god's having mercy on him he's talking to him through this situation when my soul fainted within me i remember the lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple see we can do that anytime we want and you don't have to be on bad times we go through bad times we go through confusing times. We can always go to the Lord. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. We got one more. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out on dry land. Ain't that beautiful? There's a lot of people out there that are like, do you really believe these stories? Like, yeah, I really do. Because as crazy as this sounds, I think this is exactly what we go through in our life. So I don't think this isn't a story. We're the story on what really goes on in our lives. And God answered that man. And then he threw him up on the beach. You know, and I'm sure after he had... I'm sure, you know, he probably hit the shower, you know, and, uh, and I don't know, probably got a haircut, you know, and so like, it's, you know, got cleaned up. And what happened? God gave him another chance. 
Very next line. Just like Samson. Can I get another crack at this one? Can I get another crack at this? So he gave him another chance. And of course he went into Nineveh and he ministered to them. What did they do? They repented. And what happened to him? He got mad. So it's like, so here we go again. This crazy, crazy cycle. He's praying to the Lord. God answered. He felt his presence. God spits him out. So now let's do it again. Let's do it right. So that is Jonah. What was he doing? Praying in a fish. Praying in a fish. You know, usually when God does miracles, he's going to do it where a lot of people see it. So I'm sure this was quite a sight when this fish just kind of come flying up on the shore and just threw this guy out, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's probably people sitting in there, you know, I don't know, you know, just sitting around watching, you know, and having a picnic, and all of a sudden, you get this guy spit up like that. But people are watching. They see these things. We come out all gritty sometimes. You're like, wow, God's going to use you, and sometimes you're going to look crazy. I do. I just I had a guy when I was down there at the mission the other day, you know. <laughs> Folks, I'm gonna say it again, my title is Jim. That's who I am. I am just Jim. Guys come up like, man, how do you do it? How do you what, what, how come you just you're all you do I say, you know what, dude? I am Jim. You just continue walking with the Lord, you keep praying to him in the middle of these crazy situations you get in and God's going to keep just taking you places you never dreamt of you know so we're the story the second one here I'm going to I'm going to throw this one in there real quick is about Paul okay and I know I um I kind of hit quite a bit of scripture on this one but I'm going to I'm going to trim this one up um the um let's see 1611 now remember before all this happens, Paul, this is the first conversion in Europe. This is how the Holy Spirit works. You know, it's not like Jim's going to go, I'm going to go over here, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. No, it's the Holy Spirit is what guides you. This is why we need to be asking the Holy Spirit for guidance in our life. I try to do this all the time. I'm like, Lord, I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't figure squat out a lot of times, you know, and, and, and so I don't even try to put myself into God's mind, so he just kind of moves, and we just willingly go, but before this, Paul, you know, they, 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 they run across, he's with Silas, they go across this woman, Lydia, and she's the first conversion going into Europe, she gives her heart to the Lord, so you've got a spiritual content right there. And then the, right immediately you have this demonic thing where this slave girl, remember she's like a fortune teller in this town and all that, and she's following Paul around, mocking him and saying all this stuff and all that. Finally he rebuked her. So even Paul, just like we do, are faced with these highs and lows. You're going to get hit with the spiritual world. You're like, you know, you're like, wow. Man, that was powerful. And then all of a sudden, you're getting hit with this demonic world. And you can get it in the same breath. So that's what these guys are. And, of course, after this, you know, 
I mean, I hate to be a traveling buddy of Paul's because you know where this is going. They're going to end up in prison. And uh, but in um, in sixteen eleven, I want to fast forward that a little bit. Can you take it down to um, Ryland? Can you shoot? Can you shoot down? Because I don't have much time here. Keep going. Go down to like um, um, twenty two. Thank you. That was good. We're getting back to where we were. Right now. All right. So, so the, um, so now they're in prison because the magistrates and the local guys didn't like what happened with this slave girl. Because you know what? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're not making money off this chick no more. They're not making money. You know. So it's like. So what do they do? They throw them in prison. So this guy was always doing prison prison prayers always I've never been in prison before when I go down to the mission it's like you know you know I'm like one of about the only one that hasn't been in prison it seems like you know I did a I did a hand raising one time about 150 people in there I'm like all right guys who here's done prison time it's like everybody I'm like wow I'm like okay well I haven't been in prison you know so I guess you know so but you guys know what this is talking about here but um so they're in prison and um and he began praying but remember before this though in 22 the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas this is when they didn't like what uh, was going on the multitudes rose up together against them and the magistrates these guys they tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods man it is tough sometimes to be in ministry you are going to get beaten up and not only that usually the guys that are around you too they're going to get whooped up on too Okay, in many different ways. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. So here we go. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. So this is his reward for serving the Lord powerfully and doing what God tells him. He's in prison and he's getting shackled. And these were bad prisons. Okay, these weren't, they didn't have like, you know, they didn't have like like quiet time and family time that could come in and visit you and you know they didn't have like weight benches out there in the in the yard and all that they didn't have none of that these dudes were shackled but at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and, and you cut me short there okay so so they were singing hymns and prisoners were listening to them they're praying from prison. There's more prayers. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. This powerful earthquake is what happens, I think, in our lives. God really shakes things up. He really does. I mean, He He makes a move through his word when we pray this is this is the bottom line of why I've been bringing this with prayer up because I need to be praying more in my life because this is where I see difference in my life this is why I say this I just shared this with my brothers and sisters these these powerful moments and like it says right there they were their prisoners are listening there's a lot of prisoners out there they don't, they don't see what's going on. But because of what you're going on, 
And sometimes we can be kind of like in our own little prison, like, man, God, what's going on? You know, I'm just really struggling here. But other people are watching, and they need to see these things, and it forces us into a situation. All right, is this going to be a good thing, or is this going to be a bad thing? Are you going to include Christ, or am I going to go to him and really hand things off? And, um, and so the earthquake, the foundation, things have been changed. And the keeper of the prison... He awoke from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he figured, and supposing the prisoners had fled, he drew a sword, he was going to kill himself. That's the way it was back then. This is your prison, these are your prisoners. If they get out, you're a dead man. You're a dead man. That's your debt. You're going to pay. See, Christ, when he opens up, there's freedom. But when the world, the way they look at it, prison, that's, that's a dead-end game. It's prison life. There's death. There's nothing there. For us, the gates have been flung open for Peter. So he goes in. He figures he, I mean, he might as well take his life. But Paul called with a loud voice. Do yourself no harm. For we are all here. We're here. Now, usually, when, when, if... You know, you get prisoners in prison when the gates come flying open and all of a sudden there's an earthquake. They're like, we're out of here. We're gone, man. You know what I mean? Usually there's a car waiting for you outside. <laughs> you're going to run out. You're going to jump in, grab the money, and you're gone. You know what I mean? Then he called for a light, and he ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Remember I was telling you about Judas? Remember that light? That fizzled out. It's like he's running out of the tunnel. This guy, he's running in. See, that's what hearts, that's what changed hearts does with Christ. That's what prayer does. It opens things up, and it sheds light on what's going on in our lives. And I don't care who is who, Whatever what you're going through and however you're getting through it, when you include Christ, not only is he helping you, but there's others. This guy is the other. This guy is in charge of the, of the thing. So he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Wow. What an impact. What an impact. I go over here to the mission, and I just throw God's word out there, and then I get people come running down to the front, and they want to be saved. And nothing to do with me. I watch, like everybody else, in astonishment. I'm like, this is what God's Word does. I don't do nothing special. Nothing. Nothing at all. I walk around. Usually I walk around barefooted in there like I do here sometimes and all that. Nothing special. It's the prayer. is what shakes things up. It's what sheds light. So they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And your whole household. Wow. That's incredible. The whole house. God's word. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. So obviously they went into this man's home. I don't know what happened here, how this got finagled out that way, but... Um, um, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and his family, they were all baptized. I need to hear 
things like this in my life because I need to draw closer to this simple thing called prayer. Prayer is just communicating with God. Jesus prayed. If he can pray the way he did, and it was pretty simple, and he prayed for all of us, future believers, us now, the disciples then. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. So the whole house. And when it was day, the magistrates sent the officers saying, Let um, those men go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. You think we could pull that off on our own? Nah. So anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there, um, but keep reading on your own. Um, God's word is um, it, it it it's powerful. You know it says, "Ask, seek, and knock." You ever hear that one? On the, you know you ever get those little floaties out there, kind of talking to you? You know what I mean? And it says, "After you've done that, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking." You know, kind of like our kids used to do. Remember when our kids used to nag us? Will you stop that? You know, you can, you know, and finally you're like, oh, all right, all right, all right. You sit down and you talk and all that. Look, we're his kids. God talks to us. We talk to him. Sometimes we bug him with things. <laughs> you can use this word, that word on this end. But God's like, you know what? Keep talking. And you know, you keep those prayers, you just keep them coming, because that's talking to God. It's as simple as that. In our prayer closets, it's amazing. We all have our, our little spots. God's like, that counts. Yeah, but what about over here? Yeah, that counts too. Yeah, but what, what about walking down Pima all by myself and in the boiling sun, and I just, you know, that counts too. Everywhere counts. Prison, definitely we saw what happened you want to shake things up you want that light to come flying in there and give you vision like I need in my life because I do not have the answers it says that we have the faith the size of a mustard seed and if y'all have seen a mustard seed it's really really dinky you know, they'll give it to the kids, you know, in the little jar or whatever it is. You know, like, what is that? You know, you're like, it's a mustard seed. You're like, wow. And then you're thinking, hmm, my faith, this size? I can say these mountains be removed, you know, they'll be cast. Well, we don't move mountains. But we got a mountain mover that can really shove things around in our lives. Because many times we get these mountains that are like right in front of us. So, you know what? With that, um, that we would always have that heart for prayer. I share this with you because I struggle with praying enough, really drawing close to God. You know, I just, I need to talk to the Lord more than what I do. I seem to do more screaming at, you know, maybe at people or certain things and all that versus maybe talking to the Lord and let him kind of, wiggle me out of these things that I get into but 
the disciples, they needed help, they prayed. Daniel, he was one of the bigs. What was he doing? He struggled. He prayed. Samson, this guy blew it from A to almost Z. You know what I mean? And yet right there, he's like, one more crack, God, please. He prayed. Jonah, and he still went on to get mad. He prayed. God answered these prayers. And Paul, he was a Pharisee of Pharisee. And here's a man that said, why is it that I do the things that I shouldn't be doing and I'm not doing the things that I should be doing? And he, that was not a one-time gig either. And you're like, ah, hang on, this guy wrote two-thirds of this book here? And he's saying that? So with all that, that we would have the heart of prayer. And when you're praying, maybe you can pray for someone else who's really struggling. Pray for them. Pray twice. Pray three times. You know, because... This communication gets tighter and tighter in a very obscure, very confusing world that we're going through right now. So we pray. So let's pray. Lord God, thank you for so much, so many examples that you've given us. And it really, actually, these aren't even examples. This is real life, how you walked with these men and women and you showed them. And all you wanted for them to do is to stand close to you and keep their eyes fixed on you and talk to you. And this is what we need to do, Father, that we would have that heart of standing close to you and talking to you, that we can have a very basic, open heart with you, Father. And with that, we can hear your voice and we can see you. Because when you change our lives and you talk to us, Many times, Lord, you're talking to other people because they see this. So, Lord, thank you. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters that we could just have an open dialogue with you, Father, that your Holy Spirit would just talk to us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.